All right, all right, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Mission Mementos Podcast. Today, I got a great, great person I've been following for a minute. I've been seeing her grow. I had, once I first started seeing some of her lives, we was connected with a, a mutual group. And I said, she got to, I got to get her on my podcast. Finally, finally, with our schedules permitting, we are here now. So I'm going to have her introduce herself. Uh, her, her stage name that she goes by on Instagram is Life Coach B. She'll introduce herself right now. So welcome again, Brittany. And tell, tell the people about what, what, what we, um, who you are and what we're going to be looking into about for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. My name is Brittany. And yes, I do go by the name of The Life Coach B. I am a woman's self-empowerment life coach. So my mission is, is to help abused women all over the world. It can be any level of abuse, right? Because there's different forms. There's physical, emotional, sexual, financial, any level of abuse that you've experienced. My mission is to help you overcome all the trauma that you've experienced from those events in your life and help you to find your purpose and continue on in your life to make a mission of what it is um, that you know, you've always wanted to do in life and continue to go to your goals and reach your dreams because you deserve that. Um, I know when you are stuck in trauma, you're stuck in fear, you're stuck in anxiety, depression, PTSD, and it gives you every reason to want to stop and live in fear and not believe in yourself or think that you're worthy or special. Um, in this life, and you are, and you're worth everything, and the gift is in you. So my vision is to help you see that and actually walk into your purpose that God created you um, to be in this world. Cool, cool, cool. So um, with that being said, you're talking about mission and everything. With the conclusion of 2021 approaching in the next few weeks, what was your 2021 word that kept you going throughout the year? Yes. Yeah, so my 2021 word that kept me going was patience, right? Patience is a virtue um, in life. You are growing, you are learning, you're adapting. You're not only learning your personal life and the things that you faced from your abuse and everything in, in the past, right? Still trying to get to overcome that. That's one thing. But then you're also working on your mission. What is my purpose? What's my vision? How do I get there? Right. And patience is what you need in order to continue those steps and to keep going, right? There's There were so many times on my journey when I felt like giving up or I felt like stopping or I was frustrated because I didn't understand how to do certain things. Um, but I had to be patient and understand that, you know, you have to make peace with your progress and mm. always celebrate small wins. Coach T always says that. Um, so patience is definitely the word of this year. I had to be patient through my pain. I had to be patient through, um, you know, my healing. I had to be patient and understand that, Nothing that I want in this life, whether it's me and my personal or my business goals, is going to happen overnight, right? There's going to be times where you may have to pivot and adjust and learn new things, right? And so being patient allows you to step back for a second, right? And really um, understand what's in front of you, right? What am I learning? Who can I go to for help? Um, what are my steps, right? It allows you to understand that this journey is not a marathon uh, or it's not a race, it's a marathon. And it, it allows you to take your time with it and really um, be able to perfect your craft. And uh, patience allows you to get through that, right? It allows you not to give up. It allows you to create balance in your life. And that is exactly what you need um, dealing with you know, your mission and trying to survive and balance all the other aspects of your life. Cool, cool, cool. 
Um, I wanted to add on one thing. I'm I'm super proud of where your journey, and I'm definitely blessed to get to know you and you being a part of our, seeing how our audiences can understand why I've selected you as a speaker and host today. Because you know, um, I want to add on to the fact of what Coach T uh, also elaborate baby steps. We gotta have baby steps, and um, what we're doing because the fact of the matter is. It's not going to happen overnight. I tell people all the time when a baby comes out, they don't come out, start four floors running. They always they start off. They have to basically first learn to sit up. Then they have to learn how to um, take that first scoop and then they have to learn how to crawl. Then, you know, build upon all the way up until they're running. But then at the same time, while they're running, they got to know what they're running towards and when to be either slow it down and still be jogging at a moderate pace. So I encourage everybody that's listening in that when you are trying to build a business when you're trying to do something that's bigger than you and stuff like that it's going to take time you don't know when it's going to flourish and stuff like that because simple fact is it, it all comes down to patience adds on to you have to be consistent while you're being patient with it yet you know like literally me sometimes i have my self-doubts i'm human and what i do is i have to journal and get things out of my head i have to literally get things out of my head because that will clog up me and I can literally, I've had moments where I just clog my head up and thinking about a hundred million things, get in a depressed, minor depressed state and I won't accomplish nothing. Won't accomplish. Then there's some days where I've been grinding so hard that I need to just basically debrief and not do nothing for the whole day and everything. Like I tell um, anybody, especially like the my clients and anybody that's an entrepreneur and anybody that's starting off with whatever their goals are and stuff like that, I always tell them that they first got to um, be one with themselves. They got to they got to really have that foundation for when the, when the when the going gets tough, what's to do next, and who is your outlet to reach out because nobody nobody can do this by themselves. You know, I tell people all the time, Oprah did not become a billionaire by herself. Tyler Perry didn't become a billionaire by herself. We did not get where we are in our journey by ourselves. We had moments where we had to be by ourselves. We had to basically be in solitude, but we weren't, I can, like, literally, I had five people off the bat. If one of those, if all five don't pick up, they must be really busy, but I am I'm, I'm really know their schedule. So nine to 10, I'm going to get a hold of them, whether through a text or a call, but most times I know when to call them if I need to call them. So, um literally this this is um really moving and um i love the fact that you t- you really empower others people because people don't talk about their stories and yeah. they don't they, or they, like their stories. they think that oh well they're gonna think of me and stuff like that uh at the end of the day um those who are for you are going to be for you. And those who are not, they're not. And stuff like that. It could be family. It could be non-family. It could be your friends. It could be strangers and stuff like that. And you got to really be uplifted that um, your journey is your journey and not trying to basically be like everybody because we're all individuals. I'm Shay. This is Brittany. And we, our journeys can uplift everybody and power each other. So with that being said, um, and it's the holiday time, you know, we're, 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 we're single by choice, I believe, at, at this point in time to go for our lives as an entrepreneur and stuff like that, which is a good thing and stuff like that. Because, you know, um, sometimes you want this grind and you just don't you don't have time for the distractions, the extras. And when that yeah. time comes for both of us, you know, we are going to be there. So um, with that being said, entrepreneurship, 
you know, we, we was taught this, we was taught by our coach, um, that entrepreneurship can be a lonely sport and with it being the holiday times and everything, what can you encourage people that are at a, a point in their lives where they're either feeling single and they are, they have a lot of people that's around on the level or they're saying they're really like in a solitude moment and they got to push this holiday time. is honestly the prep, the final stage. You need to be putting the icing on the cake part. You need to be going full right. throttle come 2022. And whenever right. you watch the replay of this, if you watch the replay of this and whether it's to end of 22 to end of 23, whatever the case would be, you, you need to, if you watch it in the middle of the year, listening to this at the end of the middle of the year, I need you to, to know that um, you need to just really start preparing now rather than later. And that's my advice. But what is your advice, Brittany? My advice is to um, always be open to learning new things. Um, always be willing to expand um, your awareness on what it is that you're trying to do right? Whether it's a service, a product, um, a program, whatever it is that you're putting your hands on, um, always be open to learning and understanding how you can get there um, by following the next person that's doing the same thing that you're doing, right? And also um, be, be good with balance because if you are not taking care of your mental health and um, you know who you are as a person, you're not really giving yourself good personal care, good rest, good sleep, a good diet, right? Um, if you're not taking care of your anxiety, because I know with me, um, just from dealing with abuse in my past, I have really bad anxiety. So mm. as you know, my mind's always racing. I'm having a billion things on my mind. You know, which days do I get on what podcast with who and what days do I, you know, release my program? It's just like a lot going on in my mind. So always create that balance, right? You're always going to need that balance. Don't be afraid to take breaks. Take care of yourself. Always put yourself first always believe in yourself mm -hmm. and always believe what it is that you're doing. Because if you're, if you don't have that belief, that belief is not there. Um, your mind is not there. You won't be either. You won't be able to perform well. You won't be able to stay dedicated. Um, so use your resources. Like you said, you know, you can't do everything on your own and you don't always have to have everything. You know, you don't need all the answers. You won't have all the answers, right? Um, things can change once you start, you know, you may go into a different direction or you may, you know, meet other people that can help you do certain things. So always be open to learning, always be open to grow, always be open to change, um, stick to your mission, hold that promise, um, keep holding on to God's unchanging hand because he will never steer you in the wrong direction. Always put yourself first, create that balance, right? And you need peace, right? Always create the peace, right? If you need to create a certain block of time throughout the day, week or month to meditate or go get a facial or a massage, right? Always find ways to relax yourself and um, take control of your anxiety so that you're able to perform well and keep that balance and that you're able to keep going mm -hmm. and always put yourself first, no matter what, always believe in yourself and believe in the creator and what you believe in, have that strong, solid foundation and just start, you know, experience is always the best teacher. When I first started off with coaching, I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know who I was going to help. I didn't know how I was going to help them. I didn't know all the details of what I was going to put inside of a program. I didn't have that all figured out, but I did know I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to use my voice and my experience to help other people, right? So experience is the best teacher. Put yourself out there, take risks. 
um, get outside of your comfort zone. You're going to be nervous because it's going to be a new experience for you. But trust me, the best way to elevate is to be uncomfortable. So just take that first step. The first step is always the best step. And just keep going with it. You know, keep going with it. You're not going to have everything together. The more you postpone, the more you wait, um, the more you are prohibiting your ability um, to get out there and learn and grow, right? I've learned so much, so much by just doing it and starting it, right? Um, when I first started my um, program, I didn't have a website. I didn't have a link that people can click on. You know, I didn't have all that together, but I did have my experiences and my knowledge that was up here that I learned. And that's the most important thing. You always, always will have internal value and don't ever forget that, right? Always remember to use what you're learning and use what you're trying to help the next person do. As long as you have that, then you are prepared enough to get out there and start to um, put yourself out there, you know, take risks, like, you know, speaking engagements or how I'm hopping on this podcast, um, you know, making posts. I used to be so scared to make posts. Like, what are they going to say? How do I look? You know, don't, don't let other people's opinions like stop you. You know, you have to keep going. You have to trust that God puts you here on this purpose with a purpose and for a purpose. And um, just, just, just do it, you know, just do it. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be in order when you first start, um, just start it and keep going and keep walking on faith. Even when you don't have all the answers, you can't see what's in front of you. Keep going because what is for you will always be for you. And God will always make sure that you obtain that and get that. And um, just keep working, keep going, keep working. Life happens. You run into issues here and there. But again, that's where that balance comes into place. So that's that's probably the best advice I have. For anyone out there starting a business or wanting to, you know, go for their dreams. I love it. I love it. Um, it comes back to um, the jump, you know, jump. You got to jump. Steve Harvey said, you're not going to know when, when that parachute going to let go, when you're going to do, if you're going to have a parachute and stuff. But if you jump, it's going to be worth the while. Um, so many people at points in their life, they always just, you know, they stay in that comfort zone. And I really see the ones that progress and get forward. Like, I'm not, like, we're in a different time, uh, the millennial time compared to, I would say, like, let's say Damon John, Jeff Bezos, all those, um, you know, elite entrepreneurs that are out here now and stuff like that. They, they, they had a, they had a different time to where they could quit their job and, you know, get where they wanted to be at, you know, and stuff like that. But he had, it, it took sacrifice, you know, um, it took grit, hard work. And we, we all have these times in our lives where, you know, everybody has different levels. You know, I was listening to an entrepreneur recently. He said, you know, I didn't, I was fortunate enough. I didn't really have a struggle, but my story is how I became a speaker because I knew what I wanted to speak upon. You know, um, I tell people all the time, you know, one of the recent things that I started saying is your struggle is part of who you are, but you don't have to stay there. And I think that some people stay like they they marinate in their struggle, they marinate in how they were raised or how they was brought up, but they don't try and elevate. And we we gotta we gotta grab hold of just because of how you was raised doesn't mean that's how you can not prosper. You can take those values. There's several values that I take from how I was brought up and and take it still to I still implement to my day to day on it on right now. But there's some things that it isn't align with me. It doesn't it doesn't doesn't it doesn't make me grow or prosper. So I won't take those values and those lessons because they don't help me pro um, prosper in value. It makes me better than what the situation was, no. But it, it still makes me know and be aware and address what I will approve of and what I won't approve of. 
And, you know, us being strong women that we are and things of that nature, there is times that we were, um, we were at our lows or lows. And I can definitely relate. The reason, one of the top, top reasons was when she really, like, she did a, I think it was a reel. She just basically told the people about her story and everything about how I'm like Brittany discuss more in a few seconds, and it really hit home. Like, yo, I, I had a little glimpse of that too. I mean, like a lot of people don't know, except from like my inner inner circle. I dealt with a, a nine year relationship that it weren't the best. Sometimes he still, from time to time, reaches out, but I'm like, nah, bro, stay yeah. and stuff like that. But um, no bad, it wasn't like bad, bad blood how you're dealing with, but at the same time, it really like, it really like, yo, thank you for sharing your story because, you know, I, I've been I'm like, yo, I could have used you like when I was at the end of points and stuff like that, but at the same time, he was going through you and everybody comes at everybody's point in time. And I really want to say thank you for sharing that, sharing that story. And I want you to elaborate more on when you at a time that is at your lowest lows and what advice can you give to people when you know besides just patience but what advice can you give because yeah. they're at their lows and lows and you can say easier said than done you know? what can you name yeah. that topic and can you name how you overcame and got through yes i most certainly can and uh now that you say that so my my lowest of lows was when i realized that i was being abused right mm. um because to me, you know, when we first started dating, we were hitting it off, talking and, you know, just being in a normal relationship with each other. To me, that was love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in love with this person. We're down for each other. Um, and in my mind at the time, psychologically, even because it started off, you know, verbally, you know, he would say very rude things to me, um, mm -hmm. things that would threaten as far as, you know, my health, like, oh, I'm going to hit you or, you know, you're not worthy of this. And it was just like put downs and bullying remarks and everything was really negative. Right. And I feel as if my body was just taking all that in, taking it in, taking it in. And I was just like becoming numb. Right. Because I also experienced a lot of trauma from my childhood as well. And going through certain things like that, at a young age, it makes you just become accustomed to it. Like your body automatically gets into that defensive fighting mode and it just kind of brushes it off, puts it under the rug. Like, oh, okay, that happened, all right, whatever, keep going. And that's what I was used to doing. I was going and ignoring and stuffing and uh, putting things under the rug, right? So when the abuse started, to me, in my mind, oh, we're just arguing, right? If we're arguing, it's okay, he said this, but he didn't hit me, right? That was my psychological thinking and knowledge behind it. Um, as the relationship progressed on, it started to become emotional abuse, right? Mm. But again, I didn't understand what that was. I didn't know what that was. I wasn't aware um, that I was being abused. In my mind, especially from my background and what happened in my home and you know, just different things like that, I was used to that. So in my mind, that was normal to me. You know, We're just arguing, people argue, people have disagreements, people get mad, people yell, right? I wasn't really thinking it on a spectrum of, okay, you're really, really, really getting abused at this moment. And so as the time progressed, um, it then got into, you know, the emotional, you know, the shoving, the pushing still to this, you know, at the time he didn't really hurt me. You know, I don't have any marks on my body, so I'm fine. You know, I'm not really getting abused or am I getting abused? You know, I was questioning myself. Um, and so that it went from there to the actual physical abuse. He then started to actually, you know, punch me and things like that. That. And so at that moment in time, that's when I knew, okay, this is not where I need to be. I need to leave, right? And where do I find the strength? I've always been strong. Like I said, I've been through a lot, you know, my entire life. But 
this year was very hard for me because I was so, I was comfortable, like you said, comfort zone, right? I was in my comfort space. I was not used to seeing myself without this person. I wasn't used to seeing my life without this person. So even though all the bad things came along with it, the fact that I didn't want to be uncomfortable and take myself out of what I was used to doing and seeing, um, it, it kind of had me at a very low point in my life. And not only that, but it also caused a lot of depression. And when you go through depression, that affects your mental um, headspace, right? Because your mind has to set the tone for everything else. It affects everything else. It's a big, huge domino effect. So the fact that my mind, my mental was really low, I'm finally hitting the point to where I'm like, wow, I really am getting abused. Like, I can't believe I let myself, you know, experience this this whole entire time. So I'm feeling all these emotions. I'm still dealing with the negativity from him and things like that. And um, I literally just stopped and I dropped everything. Yo, like I left my job. I left. I, I just quit. I gave up on myself. I gave up on everything because I really didn't um, know how to take on all that weight. You know what I'm saying? Everything started to hit me at one time. I'm mm -hmm. a stuffer, right? I ignore things. I'm a, I'm a workaholic, right? I literally fill up my schedule to the point to where my cup is so full, it's overflowing with water. And I don't have time to think about the bad things that happen. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So now I left my job, right? I can't go to work anymore. I'm sitting here from nine to five. What am I doing? I'm sitting here thinking of all the things that happen and, and really facing myself and telling myself like, yo, look, you got to make a change. Right. So what's crazy is, um, I literally just felt like giving up, you know, giving up, getting thrown in the towel. I was having suicidal thoughts and everything like that. And, um, it wasn't until I let God in my life. Right. I knew who God was. It was like, okay, somebody driving, like if God was to drive in a car past me, I would recognize him. I'd be like, Hey, you know, how you doing? You know, nice to see you. But I wasn't getting in the car. And even if I did get in the car, I would get out. I would get all the way out the car. I wouldn't put on my seatbelt. Um, so it was like a battle, right? God is like, you know, showing me like, Hey, this is your turning point. I'm trying to come into your life. What are you going to do? And so I had to make a big sacrifice. Um, and so I let, I let God in my life. You know, I let him in. I started to go to church. I found a really good church, really good church home, um, started to change my awareness on God as well, because in order to have the faith that you have, you need to understand who you are dealing with and who you believe in. Right. So I started to get closer to him. Um, I was really down. I didn't have any money in my bank account. You know, I started to lean on him at first to pay my bills and things. And he's seen that. Right. And that's what they'll do. They'll use your weaknesses right against you. And they will run with it because they know that's what you need at the time, right? I was always a hardworking, independent woman well before him. You know, I always um, took care of myself pretty well, always worked for myself. I was always independent and things like that. But again, going through that abuse that took everything down a notch um, as far as like, you know, who I was and how much I believed in myself and how much I was worth. And so I was down. I was just down really bad. I was depressed, suicidal thoughts. I was facing a lot of adversity, a lot of adversity. And instead of giving up, I separated myself from this person and I got closer to God and I gave myself time. I gave myself time. I gave myself space and I just had to sit there. I had to feel it. It really sucked. It really, really sucked. But you have to feel those feelings. You have to feel those emotions. You have to go through those things in order to get through it and find ways to overcome it. Right. And what I learned was um, you have to manage yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to manage your mind. You have to manage your emotions. You have to manage who you are and what you can control 
and not let the outside things, um, you know, control you. You know what I mean? So I was down bad, didn't know what to do with my life. I was stuck, confused, hurt, feeling all these different things. And it actually led me to finding my purpose. Um, I actually called my grandmother because she's very, very close to God. And so I reached out to her. I said, hey, you know, I'm going through a lot. Um, I just left my job. I don't know how I'm going to take care of myself or survive. Um, what, how do I find out what my gift is? Right. Cause I knew we were here for a purpose. I knew I always wanted to help people, mm-hmm. but again, it's like, how do I help them? What do I do with this? What am I doing? I really didn't know what I was doing. And so she said, you know, just, you know, pray to God, ask him to show me, uh, what your gift is. And I said, really, that's all I have to do. She said, yeah. So I said, okay. So I, I took some time aside, you know, I, I prayed to God. I asked, I said, Hey, please show me what my gift is literally the next day. Cause I was an insurance agent. I was in sales. I was all about the money, 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 money. That's all that was on my mind at the time. And so I wrote down, um, well, my intentions was to write down a game plan to, um, you know, create my own insurance agency. Right. Because I was making a lot of money as an agent. Just imagine how much money I would make if I was like, you know, the boss of an actual agency. So I'm thinking, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm writing things down. God said, nope. I started writing down a plan to get through your depression, um, a plan to get through your emotions, a plan to better control yourself, better take care of yourself. And I spent this, this happened like right before the pandemic. So I spent the entire time during the pandemic learning how to love myself and how to care for myself and how to elevate my mind and how, how to um, break down a game plan, you know, to get through your feelings and emotions and how to actually get to your goals and things like that. So I started to write down um, plans of, you know, life and how to better yourself as a person and what are the different aspects of who you are. And I just started to focus more on me internally. And from there, that's when I came in touch with uh, Coach T. And, you know, I had a nice conversation with him and I told him, you know, a little bit of what was going on. And I'm like, yo, you know, I have all these ideas. I just don't know how to put it into a program or how to use this to help other people. And that's when I got embraced into the community. And um, I just used all of my experiences, everything I learned, you know, everything I'm still learning now. And I use that as a platform to help other women that have gone through the same thing. Because when you do face abuse, there's two routes that you can go. You can go and give up on yourself Mm -hmm. or you um, just stop, or you can just keep going, right? And so I'm glad that I gave myself that time and that space to just sit down, relax, think things out, and finally start to create that game plan for myself and what it is that, that was my gift, you know? And when I tell you I started to write things down, I just, I couldn't stop. Everything was just coming out what's going to be the name of my business? Um, who am I going to help? And I'm not only that, but I also surrounded myself with um, a group of women that were very powerful. My friend Bree, she owns her own gym, Hustle Hard Gym. Um, she literally got me on point, like, yo, go ahead and do this. I will go and do that. Call her back, like, hey, I'm done. What do I do now? All right, do this. You know what I'm saying? She kept me going. Um, she got me into the idea of getting what an LLC, I didn't know what an LLC was. I didn't know what a incorporation was. I didn't know anything. And so she helped me elevate my mindset and shift it into, okay, you're no longer, um, you know, a victim. You're not, you're not what happened to you. You're not, um, what your ex said you were, you know, you are a very powerful woman and you're an entrepreneur, you know? And so I had to start thinking like one. And so, and and thinking as an entrepreneur, you know, you have to take the best ultimate care of yourself. That's where it starts. And so that's what I did. I started to take care of myself. I started to make sacrifices. I started to make risks. 
and I'm still, you know, adapting and adjusting. But um, again, keeping your eyes on God or your creator, right? My creator is God. That's who my foundation is because he never, he always shows up and he never leaves. And um, that's kind of how I shifted it. You know, I, I felt myself falling down so bad to the point to where I lost sight of how powerful I really was, right? I knew who I was before the abuse and everything, right? But once that happened, you know, the enemy gets into your mind and then you start getting self-doubt, you don't believe in yourself. And again, depression is, is a very, very, very tough cookie to deal with. And so I fought through that and I'm still fighting through it. And I'm still... Um, keeping my eyes on my vision and my purpose and what it is that I want to do in this life and still using my resources, right? My support system, God, you know, believing in myself, taking care of myself and my pain, even though it hurt really bad and it took me down so bad, I am glad that I went through that because it recreated me into who I am today. And that is what's allowing me to keep moving forward. Oh, wow. That was a, that was a speech within itself. That's what it felt. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's devastating. And, you know, to show the similarities, I mean, Brittany doesn't even know. Can we, I mean, we talk, but, you know, we've been busy and stuff like that. And, you know, what really moved me to our story is, okay, so, you know, if you don't already know, you know, a few, a few months ago, back basically about eight months ago, eight, nine months ago, I finally moved out of my room and house. Now, people, one thing is, some people are like, how did you get into that room and house and why did it take you so long? So I had a nine-year relationship mm-hmm. and the nine-year relationship, older guy, 15 years older than me, you know, long story short, you know, um, you know, I didn't really like the situation I was at home. Was I abused? No, my family, my family did what they could and stuff like that. But at the same time, I needed something different. I always felt different. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, I had, I made that split move. I met this guy really around the time when I wanted to make the split move and this made sense. Throughout those years, you know, age gap difference, you know, you know, right. saw me as a kid, I'm, 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 I'm 22 trying to develop and, you know, 15 year age gap difference. We was going to dock heads a lot because, you know, um, my, you know, a lot of people, once they get to stuck in a certain age, they get stuck in a ways, you know, it can be banned over right. And stuff like that. So he was already stuck in his ways with a lot of things. So any new ideas I came up with, you know, one of the things that I thrilled, I loved was, you know, I mean, ever since I was younger, I always wanted to do something entrepreneur. None pun taken with my parents being hard workers and stuff. I just knew that I didn't want that life where I'm working so much that I can't, I have to pick between um, my kids game or going to work, my kids banquet or going to work, you know, I even deal with that now. And I'm like, yo, I'm at a point now it's time to elevate. And, you know, I shouldn't have to pick between uh, hanging out with my best friend and going to work. You know what I mean? Like literally like, I mean, there's a cutout. So that's where my drive for entrepreneurship come. It started really like, okay, it wasn't that I was better or I think anybody It is no pun intended. Whoever is actually just wants to work a, you know, work a nine to five and come home. Me, I always knew that one, no, no job is never going to pay me what I'm worth. And no, not one stream of income is going to really get you where you want to be at. I, I don't care what nobody says. One job is not going to get you where you get, get at. You know, either you're going to have to increase your hours and work more and work that one job. And that's called a stream of income because OT is considered a secondary stream of income. You, you can either just work your basics and that's it. But at the same time, if you want to elevate and grow, you're going to have to work more than one stream of income. Shout out to 9 to 5 Millionaire. That's the book I'm reading currently right now by Jamal King. 
Um, and he, he definitely says, if you, you know, like I say, if you, if you want better, go out and get better. He says, if you want different, go out and get different. Um, and, right. you know, so like I said, back to the relationship situation, you know, I was with the situation and stuff like that. Um, there was times where he just would say things to make me jealous of my friends, like my, all oh, your friends getting married you doing this and everything. And I'm like, yo, he's starting to make me like pick me between my friends. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm like, no. And I'm like, you know, like I kept on like, all right, whatever. Then there was a point where I was literally being single in relationship. Like I kid you not, if you go back in my archives, you're probably not going to even see this individual in any of my, because I was single in a relationship. And I'm like, okay, this, this is, this a red flag. And you know, like now how 2021 red flag is just going up like like going up like crazy on social media. This is a red flag. Yeah. flag. And we at the at the time, you know, especially when we're in the mid stages or something that we're accustomed to in a relationship, we don't see the red flags or we ignore the red flags. That was a red flag. I'm Man. like, yo, I'm going to friends' weddings by myself. I'm going to family functions by myself. I'm yeah. like, I'm like literally like what the, what's the point of being in a relationship and stuff like that. Yeah. So it took me like, you know, I was times where I would take break or go to a family and it just wouldn't work out or I was just, all right let me get a second chance but how many second chances I gave this person and you know this person vice versa gave me so many chances and we try to work but it was just like the age gap difference and everything and I said you know what um I've been a ride or die there was points where we lived in uh abandoned houses together you know we right. was like I was literally like I was like the all around diehard girlfriend that, you know, you know, like he did all different types of entrepreneur things. You know, we, we travel all over the country with doing phone books, literally delivering phone books. Then, you know, he, he got back to where his groundwork was building houses. I mean, not building a house, but you know, really real estate. So I was there, mm-hmm. we literally stayed in one of his, one of his properties. And it was mm-hmm. like, literally like we had to start from the ground up, like no, no plumbing, everything. So it was really like what, you know, like that put me in a low, low points of, you know, I understand the grit of entrepreneurship, but there was a point where once we got to the surpass that point, you know, we were still right. at a low, low point. Like, you know, we would, he would rather us struggle than his tenants struggle. We always came. So it was like levels of different emotional and physical, um, right. you know, just like just unspiritual, just imbalancement and stuff like that. So it just got to a point where the segregation was too much. I like, you know what? Um, that was partly one of the reasons why I left my my parents, you know, like the segregation, you know, and I'm like, I'm living in this host another segregated situation where I can't enjoy, like, you know, like there was points where I could just be like, I could be just on the tech. You could send me a text message right now and I can laugh at it. And he think I'm talking about laughing at him. So he just put blurring him like yeah. that. that was insecurity with you, you and bro. That wasn't insecurity with me. So long story short, eventually I said enough is enough. I literally had this game plan two years before I finally made that move. I said, all right, I'm gonna move in a rooming house because I said the next time I move out, it's gonna be right. my turn. Yes, I could have applied and look for apartment, but at the same time, I knew that I couldn't grow and every I just needed to basically start small. So you know, the whole thing is I I would tell people don't knock a rooming house. The rooming house is like a boarding house. You literally right. live in a room and you can share facilities. Do what you have to do. You know, literally, yeah. like a woman house, it literally, like, I recommend anybody that wants to start from scratch and they need to get out of the situation or they think they need to make the situation that's best for them, start in a woman yeah. house. Don't necessarily go to an apartment. If, you're, if your credit is shot or if you're a newbie, a young kid, and you just like, okay, I need experience life uh, and stuff like that on my terms, start a woman house. Literally, real yeah. talk. 
I'm like literally like, and then like it made me like as an entrepreneur, it made me like really calculate how much the rooming house is making. And I'm like, okay, now down the line, I might have to buy and basically invest and make my own little mini buildings of rooming houses because yeah. they make some really serious money. Be like literally like a hundred, like I mean, I'm I'm paying three sixty a month for a room. So think that you right. do the math, and there's twenty. If there's ten rooms, you know, like, that's three thirty six hundred on one in one place. You get it more than what an actual apartment get. So right. Um, yeah, so basically I just like enough is enough, had a whole game plan, had my homeboy, um, help me move my stuff when he was or wasn't around. Then I had, when I had to get the last of my stuff and I told him I was dipping, I had my homegirl, I'm like, all right, if I, if you, if you, I'm giving it five minutes, if I could tell him, if you don't hear me, if you don't, if you don't hear from me within the next five minutes, because, you know, he had this blocking method that he would do. So if he wanted to talk or yell at me and argue, he would block the door pad so I couldn't get out and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, she's in, she's calling me right now. Right. Right. Alleviate the situation. And, um, I, I never, I never came back, you know, and stuff like that, you know, right. we, you know, it took stepping stages because, you know, you still accustomed, still communicated. And there was a point where I just said, you know what, you know, like is, is space, I got to go. And that's what happened. So I moved into the room and house, you know, and stuff like that. And then the whole thing is you would think, okay, I'm free. I can basically bounce forward. And, you know, I'm, I'm that, during that time I was working at FedEx at the beginning stages of working at FedEx. I'm making decent money. I could be right back out. Right. No, like you had a, I had to reprogram my brain, had to read, yeah, bro, for freedom and you know, me being really my own true adult at that time and stuff like that. So, I had to basically like start at a starting over point and stuff like that. So, it took me a minute to just like just be okay with just being have my own space, whether I still had people around me, but I mean, I had to really adjust to that point and everything. Then, I got to a point of being comfortable, and then like there was a point where I was like, all right, enough is enough. And I'm ready to be out of this room in house. So when people ask, like, okay, how come it took you five years? I had to re, I had to, I had to do some heal. Like during those five years, it wasn't just, oh, I had a freedom. I had to heal too and have confidence within myself. Because the whole thing is, like I said, there was times where not only he was making me jealous of my friends, he was also like, oh well, you know, he he made he made sure that I got to a point where I could only afford a little bit of this and a third i did every bad situation you definitely gonna learn something you're gonna learn some bad stuff that's gonna come carry over and you're gonna learn some good stuff you know and stuff yeah. like that. One of the good things i definitely can say i know how to go underneath the hood and check my oil if i need to do i right need right at the same time, i can say that's one of the top things that and then at the same time it also showed me methods of when you at your low low points i can always dig my way out like literally like i kid you not a few weeks ago i was at a low point and then like my, you know, we had just like, I had a finance lease re reset and relapse and I had to basically dig my way out of it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not in a worse position than I was five years ago, 10 years ago. So um, overall, your story really like showed how, like my journey of how I had to get out of the room house. And now I'm in this nice, beautiful three bedroom. Yes. That I'm in right now. Yay, and <laughs> yeah. And uh, next up is, you know, um, my credit is now back in, my credit is almost back how it was 15 years ago because, okay. you know, I dealt with bad credit too. Like I did, I did all different types of stuff, put stuff in my name, everything. So it was, right. level, it was levels of, you know, like, you, you know, like you just, got just basically took it over and you allowed it. And when you basically say enough is enough, you know, mm -hmm. like, kid you not now to this day, like people coming to me, you know, like, yo, can I move in your place? Yo, can, I mean, I was even blessed. I'm trying to bless, you know, a former acquaintance that I had to basically really literally currently had to cut them off 
recently. And I was about to let them prior to that, I was about to let them stay and you know, yo, you're gonna get yourself together. This is what we're mm-hmm. gonna do. But this is a temporary thing because I don't play. Like literally, like I like to have my own space, but then at the same time, I'm all about giving back. You know, that's what I do. You know, I did on both my summits that I've done in uh previous two years, I've given back and always give back money. So, you know, one mm-hmm. of the biggest things when you're going through a struggle, you know, don't be so selfless that you can't help others like don't basically i said don't go out of your boundaries don't go out of your way um to right. serve but they if they're willing to do the work you help them if they're willing to listen you help them but if they're this type of person that's give me money and that's it you either basically bless them with what you can or you don't you don't have to give them a dime kid you not right. and you know um us coming through our st- journey and stuff like that coming through and we still going through our journey it really empowered me like yo i have to get britney on so this is why one of the top reasons why and i think britney can re re reiterate and elaborate and understand now like yo our story is very similar you know like you and and it doesn't matter when like you know like i went through i mean it's about it's been all together about 14 years now you recently just started going through your healing state, like me, I'm still going through healing because, like, I'm having relapses of whenever yeah. I go through a date and I'm like, yo, am I enough? What is going on? And I'm yes. like, oh my like, God. Like, yeah, like, oh, so, yes. so, like, this I is a whole episode it. within itself. You probably can do like a domestic. This makes me want to do like a domestic series or, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. For sure. Or super like that. down with that too. Um, mental health, you know, mental health, like, literally, like, this is like, like, when it comes to suicide, like, I was at my lowest low points when, you know, I didn't feel like I was enough. I didn't think I was worthy. I mean, there's still points I'm like, I don't think that I'm enough. I don't think that I'm worried, but I, I basically put people on this podcast to empower me so I can power them back as well as yeah. I, I put, you know, I put on events to basically say you, you are, you matter. Your life matters. Your mission matters. So when people don't think that they don't matter, it's because of the fact that they're not doing what's necessary for them to prosper and grow. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you really want to elevate and grow and be on a mission, you're gonna have to basically go through the 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 struggle, yeah. the healing, and continue on with your journey. Yes. And that and when you basically see that, you're gonna be unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 gives you so you it's okay. So it's like when you're going through it, you don't understand, you're hurt, you're confused, you're mad, you're upset, you're angry. And you are stuck and you feel like, you know, you're laying under a rock, literally. That's how you feel. But once you keep going, because the, the thing is, it's a journey, right? And you're in the valley. And sometimes you are in that valley. It's going to be dark. Sometimes it's going to be dark. Sometimes it's going to be too much. Sometimes you're going to want to feel like giving up. Like you said, even though we have physically both removed ourselves from those toxic people in that toxic environment, our minds are still trying to catch up to where we are right now to this day, right? Mm-hmm. So we're still fighting old thoughts, you know, certain things to this day still may trigger me, right? Still, like you said, dating, you know, it, it, it gets complicated because you were so vulnerable with this person. You opened up to this person. You trusted this person. Not only that, but with me, I had, I faced abandonment from my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. And so that big gap, that space that I was missing I gave that person the opportunity to fill that hole because I thought that's what I was doing, right? I didn't really have my real biological father in my life. You know, they, my mom and my real dad were in two separate households. You know what I mean? It was me, my mom, my brothers, and my stepfather. And even though he did step up and take really good care of me to the point to where I didn't feel like I needed my real father anymore, you still, it's, it's when you 
face, um, you don't really have that love from both parents mm. is where you fall short. And then now you're looking for love in all the wrong places. And so I thought that my abuser was the one that could help me feel complete and feel whole and feel okay. Right. And, and I needed a companion, right. I needed the affection. affection. And so I think that's why I held on to that person for so long. But like you said, going through trusting someone, making sacrifices, putting that person in front of yourself, right. That takes a toll on you Mm. in so many different ways. And sometimes you don't realize that until you leave, because again, that's your mind trying to catch up to where you are physically, right? You could be an entrepreneur, you know, like you said, in your business, in your new house, you know, same thing for me, I'm doing good with my coaching, but I'm still um, taking care of my mind, you know, because that was a lot of trauma that I was dragged through. And so once you're going through that, it really sucks. It really hurts. Mm -hmm. I can't even describe the feeling, you know, but once you get out of that, it's like, wow, I am such an amazing person. I've learned so much. I've gained much more than I lost. And that's always my point where you said like, you know, you're so down, right? That, that helps me pull me back up. Like, hey, Brittany, hello. Like, hey, you're right here. You're right here. This is today. Yes, all that happened and all that was horrible and all that sucks and you're still fighting it. But understand who are you today? Who did this make you become today, right? What, what have you learned? I know how to take 10 times better care of myself. I know who I am, right? I discovered and explored all the different parts of me, right? I'm strong and not just physically strong, but mentally strong and spiritually strong. So it's like, I've, I always focus on the gains and the things that I learned and where it has put me to, to this day, whenever I get into those moments of, you know, sadness or depression or me still battling my PTSD. So Mm -hmm. I get you to the fullest. I'm so glad that you shared your story because there is, there's power in sharing your story. Um, I used to be scared. I used to think people would judge me or ask me, Hey, hello, why did you stay with him so long? And and I just didn't feel like anybody would understand. And I'm glad that I'm sharing my story and putting myself out there and coming into touch with other women that have been through the same thing because we each go and face different parts of the toxic and uh, we each learn as well. And I feel like if we share our experiences and also the bad part of the story, as well as the good part and what we learned, that'll help continue to build that empowerment circle and encourage other women. You know, you have what it takes to pull you out of that pain. You really do. And you are much more greater and much more worthy and you, you deserve a good life for yourself. That's really why I'm telling my story because I want other women to understand I've been there. Okay. You're not the only one. And it really, really, really sucked. And it's really, really hard still to this day, but again, finding your resources and staying grounded and creating that peace for yourself and taking care of yourself and bringing that balance. Right. And like you said, having mentors and other people around you to support you and help you move forward is all a part of the formula and it is tough it is hard exactly. it is that's part of the starting point right. that is definitely definitely yes. our starting point you got to have mentors um i love the fact that you said um you know you you when you when you got to you started writing things down like yeah that's one thing you do one of the biggest things that um coach t would back me up and then literally we saw um shout out to david chance um he's another entrepreneur that i follow and he he validated when he interviewed um 
I think it was Donnie Wiggins, but long story short, it's similar to what I've been saying since January of earlier this year, 2021. I said, if you don't have a coach, how can you be a coach? And that is anything that you want to be. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to have some type of mentors. Don't be thinking that you're just going to basically be doing everything by yourself. I tell people, like, like, I mean, I think about, think about this concept. 50 Cent, right? If you don't know, he came out with Eminem and Dre song, right? Mm-hmm. How is it now that Eminem, like literally, I kid you not, I saw him on one of on one of Fifty Cent's TV show. He not outsurp now. He not out only outsurpassed Fifty Cent, but he actually was mentored eventually first by Eminem. I'm not saying that you should not have you shouldn't have a coach. I'm not saying that you should basically stay where you at and have somebody underneath you, but if Eminem didn't take, if, I mean, if Eminem didn't find 50 Cent, 50 Cent would have not got where he was at. I say this all the time of when you are trying to elevate in your life, you really got to put good people in your life. And it might be sometimes for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. There's people that I was cool with beginning this year that ain't going to make it at the end of this year. There's people that just were supposed to, one, one of my friends, literally, he was just in my life just to honestly re- reduce back my 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 um, car insurance because at one point it was six hundred and he found he gave me a referral and I got to knock back down to two hundred. So, um, literally, like people sometimes are in your life for you know a reason and a season, a lifetime. And some people is not like I literally you know it's contradicting. But I, I'm sometimes I literally say blood is not thicker than water, and it's not to basically hurt my family. It's not to base. It's just basically the, the, as I grow and prosper and the person I am today is because simple fact that they weren't all related to people in blood. You know, like I said, when we was digging, when when you was talking about your story of how we was looking for loves and we had unemotional abandonment, I had a two family. And then like, yo, what's wrong? Like, it wasn't nothing that was wrong with me. Like, I had a two-family home. I look at, like, I talked to some of my friends that are single, and they had, you know, like, one of my homegirls, Kendra. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman, inside and out, and stuff like that. And we both talk about how we're single. And, and then, like, you know, like, the, we look at the fact, though, sometimes you could be in a two-family home and still not be like, yo, I should be married, too. Sometimes it works out, and then sometimes it doesn't. And then we right. were looking for love in all different ways. And like I had, like I said, I had two family homes. So you would think like, okay, why did Shay get to a relationship that was abusive and this and that? And I'm like, it's because of the fact that there was points where I felt emotional, emotional abandonment. And it was, it wasn't like, okay, maybe I, I mean, I needed just the littlest thing of just saying, I'm proud of you from time, time to time, you know, right. everything like that. I didn't hear that enough. I didn't hear, I love you. I didn't hear like, okay, what's right. going on with your day and stuff like that. I needed that. You know, and, you know, like that's that inner child in me. And I was talking to another entrepreneur, Jamie Lynch, who's actually my co-author, one of the co-authors in my book that I wrote. And she was talking about that as your inner child. Like, you know, you got to talk to your inner child. And like, that was one of the things that I needed to validate. And, you know, taking taking that point of finding love everywhere else, that's where it was. It wasn't, it was, it was at, there was a point where I wasn't believing myself. I was, I felt unloved. And I just took a situation where the person was into me, but was controlling into me. And it got to a point where it was toxic and it wasn't worthy enough for me to continue on and prosper on. I mean, there were points where I wanted to commit suicide because I just went, I'm like, you are, all right, I'm done. Nobody loves me enough. I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm ashamed where I'm at. And I could really say I had to just dig my way out. 
And I had to basically just snap out of it. I had to basically find people that would go to, you know, I was blessed to, you know, get really close to people that like, you know, like my guy, my, my best friend, Anjali, you know, my cousin, you know, she popped up in my situation. We, um, uh, we, we laughed to this day because both of our exes had the same, um, last, same first name. And we said, we got to leave those exes alone. We literally right. said, <laughs> and it was, it was funny and stuff like that. And we just basically got to a point where, you know, I, I mean, literally God started putting people into your life to basically better, you know, like, you know, like when you needed to find your calling, you call your mom, when you, I mean, you call your grandmother, when you needed to, um, be in a more healthy regimen, you had your best friend. Then when you needed to basically organize your coaching program, you had Coach T. So yeah. that is a key factor of how you start out is really like people aligning to you. And I just love your journey. I know we was crushing this podcast. I don't want to go keep on going on and on because literally this podcast can be three hours. I kid you not. Probably could be three I hours. I know. It's like we so it's good too. <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, literally, I think um, she definitely, you know, Coach Brittany, you, you, you crushed everything. I mean, I really didn't have to really say that much questions. She kind of probably memorized the questions, but it's okay. It's okay. But literally, it <laughs> really flowed. I let her talk. I let her get her um, story out there because that's the purpose of Mission Mementos podcast is about discussing your actual mission. And then it's talking about monumentous moments where you can endure and let people know how you develop, how your journey is still, how it started and how it's keeping on going. And that's what the ultimate objective is of my podcast is it's not how you start, but it's how you keep on going. Yes, we're going to have, we're going to get knocked down. We're going to get, we're going to fall hundred million times. You know, um, Denzel Washington said it best. You get knocked down seven times, get back up to eighth and ninth until you just keep on going. And that's what you got to do when you're doing entrepreneurship. I mean, I know I started my entrepreneurship journey and really wanted to take it to the next level, especially on, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do in entrepreneurship, but when I really finally figured out back in um, 2019, um, no, 2000, 2020, either way, it was before pre, it was pre-COVID. So um, when I really figured out when I wanted to do coaching, because I always like helping people, I mean, literally, I get back all the time and stuff like that. And I mean, one of the things that I'm always disgusted with whenever I work in the workforce complain about their job i mean literally the guy that i used to date yeah. the guys that i was recently um dating he literally got up and said got onto the plantation i'm like that like cringed me I'm like onto the plantation yeah. not slaves and yeah. you know the whole people one of my true sayings is job is not just over broke you can think of that mindset in theory yes it is because it's never gonna be worthy but let's flip it into neck into from a negative to positive and i say just into blessing because if you really utilize this job properly, it's going to be on to your next blessing. So that's why I say just to blessings. I don't basically like I try to look at every little form of a uh, positive. So in theory, yes, the entrepreneurial spectrum is just over broke. But I want you to change the concept of when you're starting out and when you're pushing forward and when you want to quit your nine to five, when you're ready to quit your nine to five and when you, when you, when you, whether you want to keep your nine to five, you basically definitely got to make sure you have a happy place and it's where it's at, but never, never stay at one stream of income. And yeah. that's where Justin's concept coast. If you really want to prosper and endure, take the job and have it Justin's blessings, but know the expiration date. Know when you want to get out of the expiration. And the biggest thing is you got to replace it. You know, the whole thing is this is this we got to think of replacement job or replacement business if you want to basically get out of your nine to five. And that's what it is. Like me, like when I was was talking to my entrepreneur friend, I said, I want to get done with this aspect of my life and whatever and stuff like that. But I know it helps me out financially. And she told me, she's like, Well, you got to come with game plans to replace that. 
And that's the same thing that I encourage you guys is when you want to get out of your job, you if you if you want to go full throttle your mission, yes, you can quit. But I encourage you to have six months a year. But at the same time, I really encourage you to find make sure that 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 replacement that you're going all in is replace really has replaced your income. You know, you got six months to a year of your bills in in the bank. You know, you're not hurting for money. Like literally, like that's that's when you ideally take that jump. You know, or preferably at least a year. So, right. with that being said, um, Brittany, you got any final um, tweaks? And then we're gonna go final like advice that you want to give to entrepreneurs as we go to my favorite segment of the podcast, which is hashtag Shay Suggestions. Um, yeah. Any final statements before we go to hashtag Shay Suggestions? Um, so my final statement is whoever is watching this right now, um, if you've ever been abused, um, please understand that none of the abuse was ever your fault, right? Um, you are worthy and you are much more than what happened to you. And you will start to understand that when you do give yourself that time and that space to heal, right? Focus on yourself, put yourself first. Um, because I'm very codependent, right? So I'm a people pleaser. I used to always go externally, like, hey, let me make sure X, Y, Z, and that person's okay. It's okay to make sacrifices and put yourself first and give yourself that time to heal, okay? Make sure you do that. Make sure you stay consistent with yourself. Um, make sure you create a solid foundation, right? Um, like me and Shay said, reach out to mentors, who's ever doing what you're trying to do, shadow them, right? Learn from them, grow, be open to learning. Um, don't be afraid to take risks. And most importantly, invest in yourself, okay? Invest in yourself, bet on yourself because the gift is in you. You have every single power, gift, ability to endure and move forward. And you start doing that by investing in yourself. I spent so much money on my life coach, on my therapist, um, on other things that helps me stay, you know, sane and, and up here, you know, my, um, I have apps that I use on my phone, um, for, you know, uh, meditation and things like that. So always invest in yourself. You have to make money in order to, uh, you know, make money. So use that and invest in yourself, um, put yourself first and have that strong, solid foundation. Um, hold on to your gift, please is in here. It's already in here. And all you have to do is discover that and be creative and find a way to share that with the world. So that's my my last final statement. Cool, 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 cool. And with that being said, you know, I've talked a lot. I think Brittany have almost matched me, but um, I bring guests on and hashtag safe suggestions. If you don't know, this is your first time listening in to the podcast. Hashtag safe suggestion is where I have the guests ask me any question, two questions. Um, I already told my, my non, non-negotiable question. <laughs> Anybody that wants to know what Shanna mission, start from the beginning and get to the beginning. Uh, a, um, season two, when season two starts in 2022, I'll, I'll re, I'll allow myself to reinduce myself and say what, she, what Shanna mission is. But for now, um, that's a, that's a non-negotiable question that will not be asked on this podcast. And other than that, <laughs> 
Um, let's go with it. I'm ready. I'm blindsided. I don't know these questions. They was prepared. Any of my guests are already prepared. I'm blindsided. So um, overall, let's um, let's go with the question number one. Let, let me um, hear the first question, Miss Brittany. All right. So Miss Shay, um, what advice do you have um, for women that are out there, you know, trying to start a business? They really don't have background like how I first started. Um, what advice do you have? for them to create balance, right? Because I feel like a lot of women, um, they may have a lot of personal problems that's holding them back. And then they may be overwhelmed because they don't really know um, how to juggle, you know, um, both things on one plate. So what is like the best advice you have for a woman that's trying to start her business or her program or, you know, walk into her purpose, um, but also stay balanced and take care of themselves? Like, how do you recommend that they stay balanced? Um, it's, uh, you gotta, so you basically got a one time block. One of the things is I tell people all the time is, um, you know, saying I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. That's not true. Um, literally we can literally pop up and let our day run with us and stuff like that. And that's not, that's because the simple fact is we're not structuring and taking control of our life. Yes. There's certain things, you know, family emergency, this going to happen. That's just part, that's just that day. But if you start taking control of your day and start outlining and time blocking your day, you will be more efficient. And you got to stay committed to that. You know, um, one of the things is people sometimes don't say just like you're going to be committed to that doctor appointment. You need to be committed to your calendar, your personal calendar. That's when you're really, really going to be um, at your true self and take balance and take control and get things aligned in your life. Um, another thing is reading, like reading um Yes, I say definitely read your Bible, um, but at the same time, I also say read Bible, read books that are going to align with bettering you. You know, one of the biggest things when people are like, yo, Shay, how you was able to kill all these books? Like, I'm on book number 13 right now. And the reason right. why I'm here, and mind you, just a true no entrepreneurial fact, um, the average person doesn't even complete one book in one year. And the reason why I say read books is because the simple fact is that's going to help you give you the information to be better as an entrepreneur. If you want to basically go to distance and know how these entrepreneurs are working, read their books. If you want to get connected, this is a book hack. If you want to get connected with any book, any author, literally yeah. like there's authors that are multimillionaires. And because I wrote a review, was reading a book, like literally like I'm like the nine to five millionaire guy right now. I literally mm -hmm. like been doing certain assignments on his book and he's actually been kind of never met the guy i know he's connected oh, through me. never connected to a guy but that's a great way to get connected with somebody that's doing the things that you love to do read their book but make sure it's aligned to your life like me like right now i won't read a book about stocks because that doesn't am i interested do i want to do that down the line because i do know it's profitable and that knew that'd be a great source of income absolutely but i won't read that book i mean all the books that i've literally read is i'm reading fine i'm starting to read financial because at that stage like all right i need to understand and, and tweak up my finances but at the same time i'm still gonna read books about habits time and um mindset those are my top three they're always gonna be yeah. and everything like that my goal every year i haven't accomplished yet maybe 2022, that'll be that year. My goal is to read five books a year. And people are like, yo, why five? I mean, five books a month. That's 60 books, technically. And the true entrepreneur, the entrepreneurs that I know, they read 60, about six books and stuff like that. And it's not saying that they have all done it, but the ones that really are 
where they are, they read a lot of books. And I mean, I don't believe in, a, like, I'm really a firm believer, start and finish. You know, I don't believe in, because some entrepreneurs out here, they'll tell you, read part of a book, take some of the information and delete the book. Like, I don't believe in, that's like listening to a podcast in the middle of it and then just stop listening to it. Like, I don't just like finish up the story, you know, and stuff like that. Sometimes there's books that I've stopped reading because it just stopped aligning with me. It didn't, it didn't really nourish me. And I've stopped reading the book and started reading a different book. That's fine. If that book at a later time in my life aligns with it, I'll take a second gather, you just grab at it. So um, the first thing, like I said, is um, time blocking. The second thing is reading a book. And the third thing I would say is got to get a coach, period. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're going through a mental health um, a, a, um, distress, go get a counselor, um, psychiatrist, whatever the case may be. Find somebody that really can help you get to the next level. Um, if you're going through relationship issues and stuff like that, get a relationship coach. If you just want overall somebody to hold you accountable all, in all aspects of your life, get a life coach. And if you want to basically get your business going and stuff like that, get a business coach. So, um, the biggest thing is I was talking to coach T matter of fact about this recently and, um, well throughout several times. And he says that Michael Jordan is one of the great speakers. He, Michael Jordan and rest in peace and Kobe Bryant, they had multiple coaches. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have just one coach. They had coaches based off of what, what, what alignment were they at? Um, you know, some people are very private about listening, but I'm going to tell you right now, LeBron James has some coaches. He got some, right. he got some strengthening. He got some, he got a personal trainer that he pays 2 million a year. I probably a little bit more now, but the last time I heard he pays a personal trainer 2 mil at his disposal. So if he wants to work out randomly, if he wants to get a, a new workout regimen that time when he got super skinny, his, his personal trainer helped him get that to that point. So if you want to elevate, yes, you got to, like Brittany said, you got to elevate, you got to invest in yourself. And you got to do those. Some are like on a low end, tide blocking starts, you know, then on a, then on a, on a, yes, they can get expensive, but if you want to know any book hackings and stuff like that, definitely reach out to me and I can definitely give you some book hackings. I need to make, make matter of fact, just make a little mini checklist or a cheat sheet and give it to you guys on um, how to, how to be affordable buying books. Cause I definitely got several book hacks when it comes to that. And then um, get a coach, you know, like literally, yes, coaches, Especially if you're going into a coach and you want to help others and you want to be high ticket and you want to be a listen, if you're not, if you're not, if basically, if you're not practicing your craft and you're not supporting your craft, why should people buy from you? You know, and right. stuff, you haven't went to the going distance. Like me, I read books and I bought books. So my book that comes out in 2022, I can say people are going to buy it because of the fact it's because I basically crafted me becoming an author by reading so many books and seeing how books are what books i kind of like what books i didn't like what what will draw drag out i can definitely tell like i mean the funny thing is no, no offense to the current writer um current book that i'm reading but there's points where okay you can tweak it and make it something but at the same time he's storytelling so i get it and so like it wasn't but i do know there's sometimes where some people just make their books too long and it's like three, four hundred pages where they can just, you know, spice it down a little bit. But at the same time, they knew they just wanted to really gather their thoughts and story. And they, that, that's what their book was. So overall, you do those time, time blocking, you read books and you get a coach and whatever you're going through, you will prosper and get where you need to be at as a, as a um, entrepreneur. Awesome. Yes. So those are excellent, excellent, excellent answers. Knowledge is definitely power. And um, I'm actually starting to get into the reading book 
phase now. And you're definitely right to read books that are in alignment with your lifestyle, where you're trying to go. Um, and it will make it less boring too. The reason why the real big thing why I say read a book is because I don't say just pick a book. Like, I mean, I got literally like I, for the first time, it feels great being in my room. I'm in my office more and more. And I actually got a bookshelf and it got all my books and stuff like that. And there's certain books that I haven't read yet. Why? Because it has a guy to the point. Some people have gifted me books and I'm like, you know, if I can support them and I can fit it in, I'll read it. Um, but if it doesn't align with what I got going on right now, I will not read your book. Like literally, I'm just going to be right. real. Like, so you got to basically ask me where I stand in my life. If you want to basically interview me, hey, can you give a book review and read my book? Um, definitely, I'm going to do some follow-up and see where it stands. If I can fit it in, if you're one of my good friends of mine, I will do my best to fit it in. But if you just really don't, if your book does not align with what I got going on in my life, I will I will tell you right now, I will not read it and stuff like that. And it's, no, it's not that I, I lack or hate your book. It's just the whole fact of the matter is, what I'm not going to be interested in is going to block my growth in my in what I'm trying to do in my journey and stuff like that. So that's how I see it. And so, so what is question number two? Awesome, awesome. And um, just falling back on the financial stability because I feel like a lot of women that have faced abuse, whether mm -hmm. um, they just left or you know maybe it's been years, months, days since. I feel as if financial stability is one of the number one things that my audience struggles with. Um, again, just going back to all the damage that they faced, um, you know, thinking that the man is supposed to take care of everything and they really don't have that independency, right? Or right. the belief that they can even uh, create financial stability for themselves. So I know the, cause I'm learning this as well. You know, you can't just have one line of income. You need multiple lines of right, income. Right. So what do you suggest as just a starter, you know, a, a nine to five woman that's working um, and she's trying to expand her knowledge? Like what book do you recommend or what type, what other types of lines of income should they open up to create this financial stability? Okay. You know, okay. Other okay. Than I get that, I get that, I get that. Um, first things first, um, if you want to talk, I'm going to give you a book referral. It's kind of, you put a two, that's a two question. That was a two question. All right. So I'm going to give the book referral because it's on the top of my head. Um, because you're talking about, I mean, I would have to, I wish I brought, I mean, everybody, I, I mean, it's been taking pictures, um, and stuff like that. I forgot it's in my other room. It's actually in my bedroom and stuff like that right now, but the book is called nine to five millionaire, um, Jamal King. That's what I've been bringing. So I've been bringing certain notion and stuff like that. Um, I would say, and it says nine to five millionaire, don't quit your day job. That book I will say read in the number two book is my, my aha book. I have to read it every year. Um, or I prefer to read it every year called rich dad, poor dad. Um, that's the second book that I have to say read. And, um, yeah, awesome. those are my top um top two um far as if you want to keep it in financial literacy and you want to keep it in the, um mindset realm of you want to basically get out of streams of income. Now streams of income, this is what you need to do. I'm not the best financial, but how I dig my way out, you have to write it all out. Like sometimes, like literally, I have had moments where I'm in anxiety because of my finances because I haven't done the simplest thing of writing down my finances. And then when I write down my finances, I literally just basically dig my way. Uh, dig, when I'm in a hole, I dig my way out and do one thing at a time. I prioritize. I do week by week. And then every week on a Sunday, I basically analyze, all right, this one got to be pushed up. And whatever I don't pay the week before, got to be pushed up. No um, know where grace periods are. No grace period. Phone ain't going to get cut off the day of. I'm going to let you know that right now. My, like, no offense. I forgot to pay it. 
Um, but it's gonna get paid. My cell phone, my cell. I know my grace period. My cell phone. My I know my grace mm -hmm. period on my car note. I know my grace period on my um on my car insurance. You know, like know your grace period on your phone because some things is gonna have to be pushed back. Like, don't stress yourself out because the bill is gonna get paid. God is gonna see you a way to basically make sure you can afford it. So something's gonna have to be pushed back. Do I prefer my bills to be paid ahead? Uh, what? Yes. But at the same time, when I'm in the when I'm in the early stage of the entrepreneurship and I have to basically pick and choose, do I basically do this commercial or do I pay this bill? And that's what you got to think about. It. Like, do I invest in myself right now or do I pay this bill on time? And then another key factor, one of my actually, I didn't learn this from my entrepreneur, it's from my actual coworker. He recently told me, he says, when you pay your bills, know what bills hurt your credit and what bills don't hurt your credit. So um, gas and electric, I just recently, I don't know how 100% sure, I got to check with my credit person, my cousin. Matter of fact, um, gas and electric is not, report it to unless unless you get in bad balance but i heard it's not reported when you pay every single month or whatever case may be it only gets reported when you don't pay and then it lapses or whatever case may be so um know what bill which ones get paid um reported to your credit i think that one of the biggest things is one thing that during my dark time when i was in my previous relationship and in my toxic relationship is mm -hmm. I stopped worrying about my taxes and I stopped worrying about my credit score. And I think that that's a big no-no. I think that there's a point in your life where your credit, it, it's at certain points where your credit um, has to sometimes go to the wayside if you really have to dig your way out. And then sometimes you just have to pick, you know, you got to get more than one job. And then like at the same time, people that got kids, be creative. If you cook, then have food drives, have, you know, like literally have like, food things and sell your sell your food like all right i want to sell this um and stuff like that like there's people making a killing listen like one of my best friends literally like one of the top reasons why she came out with college debt free and she was selling dinners all throughout her four years of college nice nice so when would so literally like when get what's name if you do paintings if you um do this um start no one of the biggest things is if you're an entrepreneur i tell people all the time if you're private don't be an entrepreneur because it's, it's pointless to basically you have to build relationships and mm -hmm. when it comes to building relationships you barter and trade like i know you and Brittany. Brittany's probably helping you i mean Brittany, your friend um friend what's your um friend from uh your best friend oh the gym Bree. yeah Bree. yeah so Bree probably helping you barter y'all probably doing y'all got a barter and trade best friend arrangement you ain't she if she if she is charging you she ain't charging you that much and stuff like that, and everything. Because I mean, yeah, she needs to still build in her business, but at the same time, she's giving you a barter and trade. You know, like one of my former clients is now is actually me and her is about to partner and stuff like we're doing a few things and stuff like that. She's good in graphics. I'm good at organizing and getting things to boosting to getting her business to the next level and stuff like that. So, you know, we do a little bit of barter and trade. I might need a few graphics, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do XYZ graphics. You're gonna do XYZ sessions and do accountability. And then, like, we'll break eat. We'll either, if I feel like her work is more, then I'll pay her. If she feels that uh, this, then she'll basically do, she'll up it, whatever. We'll make it work and stuff like that. So, this is, you gotta basically, overall, I told you the books um, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Nine to Five Millionaire by Jamal Kim. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad is by um, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and overall, just one figure out if you're one, get that first job. You know, my best friend, best friend Raymond, shout out to him. He lives in Chicago, and he said to me, like, literally, you gotta have a stable income first. You can't be trying to how this how this economy is now. You gotta have a stable income first. You know, like trying to do a business and having unstability is going make the unnecessary depression and anxiety for no reason. So have a stable income. Then after that, your second income. 
your second income shouldn't be combined with your first income. That's one thing that I still, that's why I, that's one thing I still work on. And I think that a lot of people need to really address is your second income should not be paying your bill. Like if you want to basically, if you have a second income, let's say it gets paid weekly. All right. Have a focus. Be intentional what that check is going to do. Don't say, oh, that's spending money for me. First of all, if you want to be an entrepreneur, there is no spending money. Like, literally, I'm just going to be real. Like, treat yourself every so often when you accomplish a goal. Like, all right, I'm going to pay this off, pay that off. I'm going to invest this, invest this. And then I'm going to treat myself to getting my nails done, buying a new blouse or whatever case may be. When you're in, what's that? You need to be, when you're in your investing stage and you're trying to basically elevate, you got to basically figure out, okay, when is a time like me? Like, I don't buy a lot of clothes. One, because I'm working from home now with my current employer. And it mm-hmm. doesn't for me to buy a lot of clothes um but the more the one of the biggest things that i want to work on as I'm, is you know having more of a personal and more of a have a social life and that means that from time to time i'm gonna have so i'm gonna i want to revamp my whole clothes i want to re- do this i want to do that but at the same time in investing stages you got to basically sacrifice you got to sacrifice all right what is important me i don't need to see my friends every single day i will check up on them routine I, there's like three to five people i routinely talk to every single week whether it's a text of mm-hmm. back and forth texas whether it's a conversation whether it's um you know whatever it case may be there's three to five people that i talk to every single week hands down no ifs and buts about that's my accountability that's my check-in group and stuff like that so you need to build an accountability family within that support your dreams they don't have to understand your vision but support you and stuff like that so be doing all those factors will get you to where you need to be at financially um a few tip few financial things you can do is get a secondary job that's two earned incomes um if you have kids um get them involved start selling t-shirts um selling t-shirts um really um do amazon start saying you sometimes you're gonna have to invest and buy some courses like um and by, i mean people are killing it amazon i mean i really heard i literally just heard um one of the ladies that i'm connected with that i'm definitely gonna start um co- um collaborate with next year her her one of her clients literally made 30k in amazon um just drop shipping or doing whatever in the amazon business yeah. um, um uh, another thing is when you want to make money make money based off of things that interest you don't make money off of um, things that don't interest you yes people are killing in bitcoin i don't care about bitcoin that's not no punts in it stock i'm not interested just yet because i'm not there to invest and you got to have the money like you gotta have you gotta know know what the dollar amount you need to invest in a business coaching is honestly one of the cheapest things because all you need is literally your phone some paper and then you can just build upon. Eventually you're gonna to need to get a laptop. Eventually, yes, you're gonna to need to get certain other things to elevate. As, as you grow, put it back into your business a little bit. Treat yourself a little bit, but put it back into the business. You know, like I didn't have a, a light like how I have like now. I didn't have a tripod and stuff like that. Those are built upon. I didn't have the camera that we're looking at right now for my laptop and stuff. I didn't have a laptop, literally. I just had my phone and I had a notebook at in the beginning stages of when I was to do coaching and then as a, as time got pro, as going on and how i thought social media how i had to sometimes type out certain things and stuff i needed to have a laptop and stuff like that um website you don't need a website when you first start but at the same time eventually yes you're gonna need a website um and the list goes on and stuff like that but don't put too much on yourself get yourself stable first financially and then do a build upon and have a focus have a plan of what you're gonna do with those finances and stuff like that clear up a little bit of your debt don't don't worry too much about your credit don't worry too much about your student loans. Don't worry about all that. That will come in time. You know, literally, like I said, 
it took me 15 years to get to back to where I was at credit, where my credit was when I was back when I was 22. So, yeah. So like literally like it takes time and stuff like that. So don't get, don't be beating yourself up when you are lacking your credit score. So what? Um, there's plenty of people like my next focus is to pay off all my, use my business and pay off. I know firsthand one of the top, top things that makes me keep on pushing is whenever I look at my credit score, whenever I look at my student loans, I know hands down, ain't no job is paying off neither one of those. Things. I'm letting you know that right now. Ain't no <laughs> job. If I want to pay off my card within one to two years, within five years, ain't no job going to pay that off within two years. That, that like, that, that, that shows the realness of entrepreneur, the power of entrepreneurship. So have a focus, you know, if you need to, if you need to hire a financial coach, hire a financial coach, if you need to, that's, that's where it's at and stuff like that. You know, yes, there's, you know, yes, there's misfalifications and there's been stories I've been burned by a coach, but at the same time, don't give up on having a coach or a mentor and having that selfless act like, oh, I got to do it all by myself, selfish act. I got to do it all by myself because like I said, Oprah didn't get where she was at. LeBron James didn't get where he had. LeBron James had several people, you know, literally like he was a, Think about the concept of this. LeBron James was a single, not single, but he was a teenage father when he was during his during his younger years. Do you think he would have made it if he didn't have his if he didn't have his you know didn't have his girlfriend? He didn't have his mom and any and his boys behind his back. There was times where he had to focus and do practice and had to basically who was taking care of the kids. Like this is pre before he was getting endorsements and stuff like that. So that showed you the struggle is real. But don't stay in that struggle. Let it be the change that you can make to be, be on your mission. Yes. Use that as fuel to keep going. Like, yep. you know, wanting better for yourself and knowing that you deserve that. And a lot of women that have been abused, you know, they're so used to manipulation and being told that you're not this or you're not that or you're not good enough. And one thing that it taught me was self-validation. You know, you have to be the one to understand mm -hmm and how important you are, right? And uh, that, that goes back on what you just said. So thanks so much for answering, you know, all those yeah, questions. Financial, you definitely, know. definitely. If you want me to go on, like like I said, like I'm not the perfect expectant. Um, I'm definitely intent on expanding that with my, I think that would be a good add-on for my business, um, financial literacy. So I'm going to start, that's what my phase in 222 is going to be. Um, so okay. in theory, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be more of a like adding on financial literacy, but I'm not going to be full-fledged financial literacy. But right. um, I definitely do know I have the concept and the know-hows of digging my way out. And I know from my previous mistakes of one of the biggest things is people get a secondary job and they combine their bills. My Like I'm working on getting another platform, whether it's an earned income right, right now as we speak. And that's going to be, you know, it can, you basically got to have a focus every time that check comes through. Not just like, all right, it's going. And literally one of the top things I want to basically, one of the biggest final hack, have more than one bank account. I don't care what nobody says. Yes. Have more than one bank account. Yeah. Like this, this, this whole one bank, I mean, especially people of our color, we have one bank account and expect us to right. prosper. You need to have, I literally have six bank accounts. They like, Shay, why you got six bank accounts? I have a purpose behind everyone. Exactly. One and says this, one does, the one does, one is specifically for auto pay. One is for, okay, um, saving for my rent. One is saving for my car note. You know, like literally like one is for my business. Another one is to save for my business. You know what I mean? One is for my business expenses. Um, you know, like literally like have a purpose behind what you're doing, what your bank accounts is. So right. the more intentional you are with every single you think you're doing financially, you will be prosperous. Mm -hmm. You have one, just like one source of income, income work, one source, one bank account 
ain't gonna work for you. Like literally, like and then when you when you overcome that factor, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a gold man. You're gonna be able to save to invest because that's what an entrepreneur does. They save to invest. Yeah. You know, like yes, we want to have emergency fund and stuff like that. Literally, be more than a statistic of having more than five four to five hundred in your account if you can. But um, don't be just just be just all just have be more have a plan and split it up. Have your you know, the whole thing is they say don't have your eggs in one basket. No, have your eggs in one basket, but you're supposed to monitor it. That doesn't mean, hey, you can have, like me, I have five bank, five like accounts, right? They're in one bank, though. So all my eggs is in one basket still. I do have an outside bank, but at the same time, all my eggs is in one basket. So I can look at all my stuff all at once and stuff like that. You know, as I want to spend, if I want to build relationships with other banks and stuff like that, I can do that. But at the same time, the whole, the key factor is, and this is learned by several entrepreneurs that, like I said, I studied entrepreneur, I've been studying entrepreneurship since 2017. And that's one of the biggest massive qualifications that people have. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, you put your eggs in one basket, but you monitor everything and you split it up. That's what, that's what the misconception of don't have your eggs in one basket. Split it up, but you still monitor it. You can have it in 20 million places, you know, and stuff like that. One of the greats, one of the greats that I believe is Grant Cardone. And he talks about how every day, his one of his day-to-day things is when he monitored all his businesses. The reason why he was able to have multiple streams of income and have multiple businesses is because he's like, all right, what's the report? How much did we do? How did we do yesterday? He does that every single morning. And that's how he became, that's why he got a billion dollar in assets and then some because of the fact that he monitored his stuff. And he, you know, right. like, but it's split up. He doesn't have 25 businesses and they're all going into one business. It's too messy. Right. You can't track nothing. You can't document nothing. That's another thing, document. But we can go on, like I said, for like three hours um, and stuff like that. I think we surpassed that time. Um, Brittany definitely got to stay connected. Um, yeah. definitely, um, 2022 and beyond, we're going to be networking. Um, I already did. Um, I'm finalizing some things. So be on the lookout for collaborations with me and Brittany um, and everything like that. So with that being said, while we're closing out, uh, Brittany, tell people how to get connected with you. And um, thank you. Thank you again for being part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Um, So first and foremost, I like to always keep it simple and easy. I know people like to have uh, very quick and easy access to their sources and things that can help, right? So you can um, feel more than welcome to text me. Um, just text uh, empowerment session um, to the phone number of 234-206-18, I'm sorry, 1650. So again, that's 234-206-1650, text empowerment session. That's the quickest way you can access me. I'm also on Instagram, which is the underscore life coach B is just the letter B as in Bravo. And uh, my email address as well is the, which is T-H-E, the letter I, and then aspect, A-S-P-E-C-T at gmail.com. Okay. With that being said, Brittany, once again, thank you for being connected. Um, look forward to seeing all the uh, women that you're um, helping with. And I, I'm looking forward to just seeing more how your story and your journey continues and everything. So this concludes another great episode of Mission Mementos podcast. You guys have a great one. And thank you again, Brittany. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Shay. I look forward to connecting with you. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right.